You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You know who it is bringing in today, Colton Molesky here in studio, and I have on special guest, the Bureau. You know, it's Eli Bonnet, but he's called the Bureau around these parts. We're bringing him in today to talk about sports gambling. Say what's up, Bureau. What's up? All right, so first I wanted to cover just a few things about the other night's game against the Pelicans. The Timberwolves won 104-98 yesterday against the Pelicans. It was a tough game. Uh, we had some guys do really well for the Timberwolves. Obviously, Jimmy Butler highlighted with his 23-point performance, uh, two assists, four rebounds. Gibson had actually a pretty solid night with 11 points, 12 rebounds. You had uh, you had Teague, who he only had five points, but he had nine assists. He was doing a good job facilitating the bench for the Wolves. Just went off. You had Bielitsa with 12 points, Crawford with 11, uh, Gorgie Chang with uh, 12 points as well. Uh, the bench came in clutch, and that was something that Brendan and I talked about when we were kind of uh, kind of previewing the game the the day of. Is that the bench we thought would have to step up and take advantage of a weak Pelicans bench? Uh, the Pelicans' primary guys, for the most part, Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, just did a phenomenal job. Uh, Thirty five points from Cousins, from Boogie, and twenty four from Davis. And Davis had the ten rebounds, so he had the double double as well. And Towns was probably the surprise of the night. Only two points. And he had five rebounds, not a huge presence from Towns, although he did have in the in the crunch time in the last couple minutes of the game, he had the block and then the steal to seal the game. So he came up in in, in the clutch when the team needed him, but he was he was mostly a non factor for a good chunk of the night, which was interesting, but at the same time going into that one, you kinda knew that the Timberwolves were gonna have to get production from a lot of other players just because when Towns was facing both Davis and Cousins that would be a really tough matchup for him to really shine over those guys just with how good they are and the fact that there's two of those monsters uh, I know that I, I was in draft with a, a couple draft leagues with people with fans uh, in the bureau you're in a draft league with me last night uh, what were some surprises just overall from last night especially from the Timberwolves I know that uh, I'm pretty sure yeah I had Cousins and Towns uh, I think one of it was another team that had Davis. You didn't have Davis, did you? Uh, no, I didn't have Davis, but I didn't have – last night no one worked out for me very well. <laughs> no one worked out for the Bureau last night. But uh, were you surprised that Towns had only, po- only posted two points and had a pretty mediocre rebounding night as well? Well, I have to say, uh, Colton, I was shook that Towns only <laughs> he had <was> – <laughs> he only had the, like that low score, especially because he's been putting up such good points per game like this season so far. 24 points per game, like – I don't I don't know what happened last night, but Towns just wasn't feeling it. Well, and you knew this was gonna be a tough matchup, but it was interesting and I'm not gonna I'm not I'm trying not to jump to conclusions here, folks, but it was interesting that he he was only and he only did play twenty two minutes. Uh it was interesting that he did not have great production. Uh just rebounding two, only five rebounds. But again, Davis and, and Cousins is a, a stout matchup and I did like the fact that they uh, they tried to spread the ball out to other players and look for other other outlets to really to really kind of facilitate their scoring. I like that they looked to the bench and maybe maybe expected more out of the bench this game. I thought that was really good. I I think that 
if I if I was the coach of the Timberwolves, uh, I would probably have had them shoot more threes. They only had 22, but they also only made six of those 22. They're only shooting 27% from three. So maybe it just wasn't their night shooting from deep either, but spread the ball out even more. But like I said, they did win. They did win their matchups. Uh, they did a good job too of holding it to to other or to only Cousins and Davis. They didn't let anybody. I know uh, Drew Holiday had 14 points, but I mean they didn't have anybody really do a great job. Tony Allen had 10 points. Other than those four guys, nobody else scored double digits. And even Drew Holiday had a, a so-so night. Just in general, he didn't have a a big night uh, as far as maybe what they need from Drew Holiday just for the Pelicans to win games and. Uh, Tony Allen only hit was on the court 18 minutes, had 10 points. I uh, didn't do too much for them either. So they did a good job of just forcing the rest of the team to beat them and not panicking when Cousins and Anthony Davis were doing their thing. I think it's easy for a lot of teams to panic when Cousins and Davis really go off and they try and double team them too much. And then other people are just so open that they can't help but put up points. And they didn't get flustered. They just kept letting Davis and Cousins do their thing and were, uh, were dedicated to, if they were going to lose, it was going to be two guys putting up just insane amounts of stats and the rest of the team doing not much else. And and I, I liked it. I, I thought they had a solid game plan going in. Uh, they have looked really good in fourth quarters. Maybe their defense isn't where people want it to be right now in the fourth quarter. And you saw the, the them even out and scoring 21-21 in the fourth quarter. Uh, but they just, they're not panicking and they're not making a ton of silly mistakes uh they did have a lot of turnovers in this one but they also forced a decent amount they the turnover margin was 22 to the they had 22 turnovers and 19 uh pelicans turnovers so it was pretty close and 22 is not a great amount of turnovers obviously but they're they're beating them out in close games so now i brought the bureau on because today's show we're going to talk about a lot of gambling we haven't talked about gambling in a little while and uh to be honest, I love talking about gambling, so we should probably do that from time to time just to help me out. So this is for all my gambling degenerates out there. The Bureau, if you're looking at this Timberwolves team, first of all, as a gambler, this is this is the worst team to bet on because when you're going down the stretch yeah. of a fourth quarter and they're just going back and forth with these teams, you're sweating it out as a gambler. But this team has shown that they're able to win these tight ones when they have all of their guys in. Like even if mm-hmm. even if Towns has a bad night, when they have the full cast in there. Now you saw what happened when Butler went out. They mm-hmm. let up tons of points and they couldn't they couldn't win those games. But when Butler's in there, when they have the full cast in there, they can win games tight in the fourth quarter. Are you betting on this team going forward? And do you still like your overbet? Because we took the over on 48 games. Do you still like the overbet and are you going to continue to bet game by game on the Timberwolves? Here's the thing with this Timberwolves team this year. They have so much potential. And I've been saying that since the very beginning. Like oh, bringing yeah, Jimmy sure. Butler on. You got Wiggins, Gibson, Towns. Like there is so much talent on this team that I'm surprised that they've been going back and forth so much. Because Timberwolves are what? Five and three right now. They're playing the Mavericks this weekend. That, Mavericks that should are be one a, and eight. That should be a that should be a uh, very easy game. I hope it's an easy it's, game. Yeah, for see, us. that's the thing. It's supposed to be super easy, and because I'm assuming it's going to be kind of an easy game for them, what I want to see this weekend is Wiggins go off. I want to see Butler go off. I want to see Towns go off. I just want to see some good basketball. Like this game, we should be able to see 
exactly what the Timberwolves' potential is the rest of the season. And honestly, I want to see Wiggins do – he's great at scoring points, but I want to see him d- just do more on the court, have some more assists, some more rebounds. I want to just see that full-body player out there, more versatility, yeah. exactly. That's what I want to see from this Timberwolves team. So, I've like I say, they've got a lot of potential. I would not be remiss betting on these guys. They've got so much that they can do. They can definitely win over 48 games this season, absolutely. Is there ever a point where you would feel comfortable taking the Wolves on the spread? Because they've had some tight spreads. Uh, I think going into the Pelicans game, what was it, like six points or something? I'm not sure. A fan can call me out and, and correct me. But uh, And, and two, we'll look at we'll look at future just to tease it out a little bit. We'll look at the future bets, and we'll look at, uh, we'll look at some future bets for other NBA teams as well because this is going to be more of a, a gambling palooza. But we'll look at all that in the future here. But going back just to a game-by-game standpoint of the Timberwolves, is there is there ever a time would you be comfortable like doubling down on them? Because we know hedging hedging is for gardeners. We are not gardeners. We're not going to hedge our bets. But would you ever double down on the Timberwolves by taking the money line and the spread? Or are you just going straight money line and just sweating it out as they gut out these teams? Honestly, over the Mavericks, for I would definitely double down. I take the spread. I take whatever they gave me on the Timberwolves. Just is the spread out on that game? Oh, uh, the spread is not out. I just checked, but the Mavericks are a one and eight team. Like, there should be a pretty sub- the spread might be substantial, but I think the Timberwolves can definitely cover it. Because then, like going on the road and stuff, the Timberwolves are going to be against the Hornets. They're going to be against the Warriors, the Suns, the Warriors. I might even take the spread on the Timberwolves for the Warriors, especially if they're giving me plus numbers on the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves just because. They're such a versatile team. They have so much potential. I think they could even like fall out against the Warriors, honestly. I think they have that much potential on this team. Well, and you saw you see these these uh these dominant teams who we thought were gonna cruise have some some trouble. And I'm not I'm I'm not saying that they're in such a bad place. Like maybe the Cavs are having some problems and we'll talk about them later. Mm-hmm. But the you, you you do see like the Grizzlies put out a formula on how to beat the, the Warriors, right? And so taking the spread on those kind of games aren't a bad idea. And, and two, if you're looking at teams like the Hornets, those are teams where they're not super they're not super versatile just in their roster too. Like I think you know who needs to have really big nights. Like you you know that Dwight Howard's gonna play super physical and that's just gonna be his style on the paint. You know that Kemba Walker's gonna have to be a really primary part of their offense, whether he's scoring or getting a ton of assists. You know that if you slow him down, the whole offense is going to grind to a halt. I think the X factor, and you're jumping a little bit ahead because I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Mavericks, but that, that's good. I like it. I like it. The bureau, looking at like the Hornets, the X factor there, and I think what you're going to see maybe against a team like the Mavericks too. The X factor is the rookie where. Malik Monk hasn't been doing maybe what you thought he was able to do, but then the other night when they're playing, he has 18 points in the fourth quarter and finishes with 25. And then, oh, oh, is is Malik Monk feeling it out? Are these rookies feeling it out? Like that's kind of the thing. Like if the Timberwolves are playing the Lakers, is are are guys like Kuzma and Lonzo Ball really feeling it? Because right now they have been playing kind of up and down. And I think there's only been a few consistent rookies. Like Jason Tatum comes to mind, where he's been one of the rookies who's been actually pretty consistent throughout this season so if I'm looking at spreads especially in all these games where the the Timberwolves are going to be favored that's the x factor when I'm playing the Mavericks and if let's just say they're favored by like 12 points 
is Dennis Smith Jr. going to mess up that spread? Because Dennis Smith, you know I love Dennis Smith Jr. As my roommate, you know every single NBA night I'm going off about Dennis Smith Jr. when yeah, I'm watching the Mavericks. about Dennis Smith Jr., obviously. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> uh, he's a guy in previewing the gambling-wise this matchup, uh, Mavericks versus Timberwolves, he's a guy who could definitely mess up the, the cover for that spread when – Maybe they're they're down by like 15 points, and he just decides to go on an 8-0 run because Dennis Smith Jr., even though that offense is having problems, granted more problems than I thought they would be having, he can take over a game with how athletic he is and just go, cra- go crazy, maybe not for an entire game like like uh, Russell Westbrook, but he can still go crazy for, for a 10, 15 minute span. And so he's a guy who might concern you, but I think overall, I think you're right. I think you got to roll, keep rolling with, uh, with the Timberwolves and barring injury. They're, they're a solid bet throughout the rest of the season against a ton of teams, a lot of teams. Exactly. They're just such a, like, they're, they're so stacked. I can't like, I know I keep saying this, but like, they're such a solid team just based on their players, like alone, even their bench, there's a lot of talent on that bench. They've been putting up double st- double stats. See, you sound like my listeners because you're <laughs> high on the bench. I have been down on the bench. I, I And you you like Gibson, too, and I've been down on Gibson. But you so, think Gibson in the last game against the Pelicans, he was the only one to put up a double-double. I want to see more double-doubles. I want to see double-triples. Like, we can do so much more. And I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. Like, we have so much potential that these stats should be across the board. Double-doubles for everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. You get a double-double and you get a double-double. <laughs> exactly. I I definitely don't think you're going to see a double-double of Gibson every night uh, or a ton of these nights. Uh, I was impressed with the bench for the Wolves. I think that's I think against the Pelicans, that was probably the best version of the bench. We have three guys scoring, uh, scoring double-digit points, and you have a bunch of guys offering a bunch of versatility on the bench. Or coming off the bench, excuse me. I, I just I I'm looking at the the roster and it's still five guys to me. It's still Wiggins, Teague, Towns, Butler, and Crawford is the guys that I trust in crunch time. That's my crunch time lineup. Honestly, is those five guys. And people people will be mad at me. People will call me out. But that's that's just the way that's just the way it is. That's just the way I feel. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit because we did have draft Wednesday yesterday where we. We especially we encourage you to use it all the time, but we especially encourage you to use the draft app uh, on Wednesdays, where all the locked on hosts create lobbies for you to come play us and come play against us. Uh, I'll be opening a couple of these up on Saturday as well for for all the games going down on Saturday for basketball. Uh, but on Wednesday, I got I got cleaned up. I wanted to talk a little bit about this just to just because I love draft and because I love that locked on is. Uh, is partnering with Draft. I wanted to talk a little bit about that here. So we, you and I played each other. Uh, that was a rough one. I also played with a couple other listeners in a four-person draft. Uh, and I I had DeMar DeRozan. I had DeMar DeRozan. And this leads into my other topic about kind of what, what teams have surprised you and what teams – because we made some over – we made some uh, some future bets on – who who would make their their season overs or unders and stuff like that? The Raptors, I don't know how to feel about the Raptors with the way DeRozan has been playing, not been playing great. Uh, it just seems like maybe after years and years of doing fifty games, they've fatigued. 
Uh, the in teams like the Grizzlies, I think everybody went under on the Grizzlies over under, and I believe that was at forty three points for or forty three games, forty two games, something like that. I think everybody went over, and they're off to a hot start. Uh, what? Give me one team that you have regrets on either betting or not betting. If if you're thinking over under, if you're regretting something. If I'm thinking over under, I don't know. That's a tough question. I've never been a fan of the Bucks. For some reason, the Bucks just don't hit me well, and they they've been doing pretty well. You know, well. like Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, uh, I know, I know. It's an unpopular opinion, but just something about the Bucks. Maybe because I hit a deer last year. You know, you never know. <laughs> you never. <laughs> I'm not sure why I feel this way, but I do. I, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know where we're going with this. You know, I wish I did. I had a plan when I started talking. Now I have no idea. I, I just don't like the Bucks. That's that's where it's at. You didn't trust. <laughs> no, well, that okay. So it's kind of a fair point, just because Boston and Cleveland seem to be locks for the top couple seeds, and then uh, and then you kind of have the Wizards and the Raptors falling in there. Always the w- Wizards, if they stay healthy, are going to be a really really good team, and the Raptors are always winning fifty games every season. And so if you're looking at the Bucks, you kind of see them as a as a fifth seed just just because of those teams. But now you're you're right, because now it looks like a silly thing not to bet, but that's in large part because of Gordon Hayward's injury, but also because the Raptors have looked out of sorts for the first couple weeks of the season. So that maybe was a miss just going under or or looking for them to to not because you can bet too we took a couple teams on making the top four slots and now we're probably gonna lose money on the Celtics <laughs> for making the top four seeds. Uh, uh, you gotta have faith. You gotta have faith in the Celtics. If anyone can pull it out, it's Boston. Uh, I, 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 I'm worried about that bet. But at the same time, I think now you kind of have regret about not taking them in the top four. But at, but it does it doesn't look like that bad of a bet if you're looking at it from the standpoint of those four teams just had to make it going into the season. They just had to make the top four spots. Uh, one that I was looking at, I'm really disappointed in us that we doubted. The Grizzlies to run it back. I can't believe I was saying this. We took the Grizzlies under, and they might they might actually be good for like forty seven games or something like that. I I think that we might lose money on that bet. Honestly, I think that we will. And because uh, Mike Conley has looked really good, and he's playing with like a bunch of BC players, but he's elevated that entire roster to look good around him, and. Yeah, they just they just have a system and a formula where they're just gonna make these really ugly games, and they've made really ugly games with like the Rockets and the Warriors, and they're beating those teams. Like they maybe it definitely won't work in the playoffs. I don't think. Maybe it won't even work all season. But if they can make all these games against really high powered offenses, super ugly until even December, they're gonna come out. They're gonna go into the All Star break with probably like thirty wins or something like that. Which is going to ruin our bet already. So that was one I was disappointed on us about. Uh, do you think the Orlando Magic can keep going? Orlando Magic, I think they definitely can. They have a lot of momentum built up already. I think they're looking good. They have a lot of wings really too. Well. They have a lot of like fun like wing pieces around because Aaron Gordon obviously is the big name, but they have like Four Fournier and uh, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but they have a bunch of big guys. Uh, Vuvacek has has looked good a couple games. They just have like a bunch of wings, and like the Milwaukee Bucks kind of did that, started the thing a few years ago where they wanted to do positionless basketball, and it just looks like that. But the the Orlando Magic just have a bunch of like long wing players 
who are just going to have fun in transition, and then it's going to be really hard to shoot from the perimeter on them just because of all these lengthy guys. And it's working for them. They've had some really nice wins. Uh, I don't know if it's sustainable, but I think it might be sustainable to the point where it, it can put uh, a bet like if you're betting on their if you're betting futures and you're betting under on them for their wins total, it could ruin that bet for you. Uh, a couple other teams too, like dominant teams, maybe might have some trouble just looking at. So I wanted to look at to the top, the top level teams outside of Boston, top level teams you think might have some problems in the future here. So first of all, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they are a mess. They have dropped four in a row. Yeah, they are a mess. So my theory, my theory on this, <laughs> my theory on this two losses ago was that they just have a really bad defense, and while they have guys who can score in different ways, they probably should be like they probably should be playing Jay Crowder a lot more. Uh, and Jeff Green has looked fairly fairly solid in the paint and within like ten feet of the basket. And they just need to they just need to figure out the floor plan on how they play each of these guys enough minutes to utilize them properly without taking minutes away from really important pieces. And as bad as it sounds, I've never been I've never been a Tristan Thompson fan. And so him out of the lineup might actually help them. And I never I never I never hope that a player gets injured, but him out of the lineup might actually help their offense a little bit and maybe just slide Kevin Love back into the back at the five spot, which he was playing in those first couple games a couple times. But when when does it go from all right, we're we're losing these games, but we still have LeBron James and we can coast through the season and it doesn't matter, we're gonna get Isaiah Thomas back at in December. When does it go from that to okay, we actually have to we do actually have to win some games so we don't slide into like the sixth spot in because remember that one year when the Spurs were messing around and they slid into I think it was the seventh spot in the playoffs and then they got beat by the Clippers. Like you don't want to lose your home court advantage. And I don't think that'll happen. But at the same time, their defense is really, really bad. The other night they lost 124-107 against the Pacers. And they're just they're losing the Pacers, they're losing the Orlando, they're losing to Brooklyn. And like we said, maybe we were sleeping a little bit on the Orlando Magic, just like a few games. Maybe we were sleeping just a few games on the Magic, not a ton. But at the same time, this team shouldn't be this bad, should it? Not even a little bit. This is LeBron James's team. Like, I can't Le- believe we're even talking about how bad this team is doing. Because, like, I don't know. I love LeBron James. I love Kevin Love, former Timberwolves player, right there. Like. These guys made me so excited at the beginning of the year, just them being together. and Yeah, even with the loss of Kyrie Irving, like these exactly. two guys, you you should be able to build a team around these two guys. And no matter who you have around them, like you think you, – you, you just almost kind of assume that LeBron is going to figure out stu- stuff to, or ways to plug these guys in. And you've got guys like Jake Crowder. He's not the – I don't think he's the defensive stud that people thought he could – thought his ceiling would lead to when he came into the NBA, but he is a pretty solid defender, and they're just not playing him that many minutes. And uh, Dwayne Wade, he he might be playing too many minutes, honestly. And like J.R. Smith has looked just awful. And I know Amon Shumpert has been sick, and he's had trouble uh, getting onto the court, but Amon Shumpert should probably be playing more minutes just because when he gets back, just because when he gets back into 100%, I guess, he should be playing more minutes just just because he he can guard so well, kind of wing players like a Butler maybe. 
but at the same time, is is not great that they're losing to the Pacers by a ton of points. And another thing, I know we talked about this uh, a couple podcasts ago, but this might be the Kardashian effect for the for Cleveland. <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. Like it's not, it's gotten worse. It's not just a single person anymore. Now it's they're bringing a team down. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Tristan Thompson shouldn't be playing this bad. Like, there's people on this team. This is another team. They got a lot of great, good guys on there, great, great names. Like, this team should be doing a lot better than they're actually doing right now. Like, what are oh, the yeah, stats that's... right now? They're, what, uh, three and five? Like, that's, no. They're yeah, and they've lost. The they were on a four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. They're on a four-game losing streak. So, that's not great. At the same time, I'm still, it's still LeBron James, people. Don't hit the panic <laughs> button too soon. Uh, I see that a lot, actually. I see a lot of headlines where people are pa- are already panicking to an extreme amount on the on the situation in Cleveland. I would I would definitely not hit the panic button yet because I'm not I'm not gonna bet against LeBron James, uh, really having this team tank. But at the same time, you do have to figure out the lineup eventually and just keep throwing out different guys and hoping something sticks. It doesn't look great for the team, and and if you're worried, if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers and you're worried about LeBron coming back next year, it's not a great way to keep them if you're just throwing guys against the wall and hoping it sticks and it's not working out. All right, so before we before we head out here, what is what is one or two bets on Saturday that you're taking? One or two Saturday basketball bets that you're taking this weekend? This weekend, I don't know. We've been talking about the Grizzlies so much and. I would last year if you would have told me I was betting on the Grizzlies, I would have slapped your face. Like That's I don't true. know. I think I might take the Grizzlies. He does slap faces, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I might take the Grizzlies against the Clippers. Like something about that team. Just... Oh, you know the Clippers are my baby. You're just. Hurting. I know the Clippers are your baby. I just maybe I just want a little turmoil in the house for once. <laughs> uh, dear. But and definitely Timberwolves over Mavericks. I would never. I would never take Timberwolves. The take the Timberwolves. take the money line and the spread on that one for sure. We're, Absolutely. We're, we're taking both of those. And you like? Do you like the just straight up Grizzlies, or are you betting spread? Are you betting spreads? Just because it's the Grizzlies against the Clippers. Obviously, the Clippers are one of your favorite teams, and they've they've been doing pretty. I think well they this could year. do a lot better than than people anticipated, and that's why that's, that's why I've liked them. That's why that. I probably won't take the spread on the Grizzlies. I think in straight money line, I think the Grizzlies might be able to pull it off in the end. It'll be a close game, no matter what, is what I'm thinking. Should be a really good game to watch. That's for sure. Definitely don't take the over under though. I feel like Grizzlies are gonna lose, like just mess up a lot of overs for people this season. Yeah, that's very true. I know they've done it to me already, so <laughs> not gonna make that mistake again. I I'm. That's not that's not. I was thinking Pelicans Bulls, but nobody's gonna be betting on the Bulls. Not uh, for a while. But this spread, <laughs> not for a while. <laughs> the spread on that game. Don't maybe not take the money line on that game, but the spread is probably something you could take, uh, just because. Davis Davis and. Boogie are gonna are gonna bully that team, and there's there's not a real really good score on the Bulls too to really threaten when they when they go off to to come back after the the Pelicans defense when they're really hitting their stride on offense. So that's a bet I would take. So there we go. Those are that's some some gambling. I, I felt like we should have a gambling podcast. It has about basketball. We did a little bit of recap, but this was a lot of gambling talk. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thanks, Bureau, for coming back on. I appreciate it, and we're always happy to have a fellow gambling degenerate on the show. Hey, thank you for having me again, Colton. You know this is a lot of fun for me. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, this has been another Locked on Wolves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.
are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. 